1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Roger Hanna and Derek Johnson. In the headlines this evening, Stephen Gerrard isn't planning any major business in the January window. Brendan Rodgers won't be making wholesale changes to the team despite a heavy fixture schedule. And Motherwell keeper Trevor Carson's facing a lengthy spell on the sidelines after developing a blood clot in his shoulder. Derek Johnson here is normal. No Hugh Evans, but you'll be delighted to hear his boots have been filled by Roger Hanna. I thought yes. there was something funny in the right hand side <laughs> looks the glass is nothing the old fella has flown the nest to go and see the seagulls in the grand wains and he's left us with a return to the Premiership and a six game Saturday Gordon can he beat it Derek there's Absolutely. certainly a lot to look forward to on the pitch tomorrow yeah I'm looking at some of the games fantastic I mean I'll be saying Hamilton Celtics the early game Rangers against Livy remember the last game between the two of them the Rangers players weren't happy with the celebrations of the Livy players well they come home to roost tomorrow there we'll find out about that cracking game mother will Aberdeen again St Mirren Hearts Roger will be a, is a fantastic game even the St Johnston there as well they've got uh, Aberdeen who is it that Johnson, no, St. Johnson's Kelly, Kelly tomorrow, Johnson yeah. Kelly, and then of course Hibs Dundee. So, what, what it is is the start of from tomorrow, right through to the Old Firm game on December twenty nine. I think Celtic and Rangers each have eleven games, eleven, including European ties. Most of the other teams have nine games. The season now, after this international break, we're back to the proper domestic mm. stuff. It'll really take shape mm. in the next five weeks. And I'm sure the newspaper's been coming along nicely for tomorrow, Roger. What's been Catching your eye today Lots of uh, managers Going about their Pre-match press duties Of course Yeah and, and Listen A lot of them are looking Ahead to this next Five week spell Not just tomorrow's games Gordon um, it, It's been a funny season You know these international breaks One September One October One November They tend to interrupt Any momentum yeah. that, that clubs have Now There are no excuses From clubs Starting tomorrow This is The time of the season That mm. everything Will take shape It's really really yeah. tight Top six, top seven. You could even make an argument down to down to Hibs and eight. Who are only eight yeah. points behind Celtic. But over the next five weeks, we'll really decide who are going to be the contenders for the title and who are going to be the also. I, I think you're right for the top five. You're right, and and that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, if, if you win most all of these games, then you're going to be right up there fighting. If you don't, then you're going to really struggle. So yeah, it's going to be so exciting the next. Uh, and five and or the six beauty weeks. of it is, Derek. So many of the big teams in the next five weeks. Are going to be against playing against other. each other. Mm. You, know, you look at Stephen Gerrard today was talking about the, the Rangers schedule: Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs, Hibs. twice. Mm. Celtic have got Aberdeen twice, including a Betfred Cup final. They've got Rangers at Ibrox. They've got Hearts. I think oh. they've got Hibs thrown in there as well. Excitement. So yeah. it is going to mm. be a really fantastic run of games. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need to get involved, and you can tweet at Clyde SSB. Let's kick things off by hearing from Stephen Gerrard doing his press today. Uh, he says he's not planning on any major changes to the squad in the January window. So first of all Give us your reaction to that The Rangers boss is happy With the squad After bringing 15 players in In the summer And he says he is planning On sitting down with Dave King Over the next few days I will be sitting down With the chairman But I sit down with the chairman Every time he's over We always go for, for dinner together And we catch up And we reflect on Where we are And, and what we think The future uh, looks like We've got a good relationship And I will be sitting down With him over the next few days And I'm really looking forward to being next to him at the AGM. We won't be doing anything major in, in, in January, uh, but if we uh, identify a player that we feel like that can strengthen us 
and help us for the final six months of the season, we will go and try and make that happen. But it might be a case where we don't sign anyone, but there won't be a lot of activity in terms of volume. We've done a lot in the summer. And we're really happy with the squad at the moment. Um, but the recruitment process here is we're always looking. We're always looking to grow and, and improve and strengthen. That, that'll always be the case. Rangers fans, it may be the case that you don't sign anyone. How do you feel about that? Happy with the squad you've got? Or definitely keen to add some? 0141 Plus the fact you want the likes of Pena, who's going to be coming back. You know, they're going to try and get him out on loan again or, or the Steven Gerrard going to give him a chance. Sadiq, what's going to happen? Is he going to go back to Italy? Because he doesn't look as if he's got a future at Rangers. And what about Lee Wallace? You know, he's been fit here and here and there, but still never mm. got a sniff. I still hope Lee Wallace stays. I think he's still a, a part to play, but you just don't know what he's thinking I, or the manager's I, thinking I, about I him. I think, Gordon, every team in the line... I was just going to say that. Every what, team wants what, to sign what, players in January. Will, every team will bring in a player in, in a transfer window because that's what always happens. But I think what Stephen Gerrard's trying to get across today is having brought in a quantity of players in the summer transfer window... He'll go for quality rather than quantity. And if yeah. that means just one player in January, that's the case. And listen, it may well be the case across the city as well with Brendan Rogers. The thing for me, though, I think what Rangers need, I mean, they've now got plenty centre-backs, plenty of defenders. They've got multiest amount of midfielders. What we need is another striker. I think if, if anybody is going to come in, whether it's on loan or whatever, I think it has to be another striker. 01419511025 to have your say on that one. Uh, Stephen Gerrard also says he does hope that Celtic take up their ticket allocation for next month's Old Firm game. After saying at the AGM they may turn down that offering, he says he also expects his players to remember the way Livingston celebrated against them at the Tony Macaroni and use that as an inspiration tomorrow. I don't think it'll affect the fixture because there'll still be an incredible atmosphere uh, at Ibrox. That's Celtic's decision if they decide to do that. I hope they don't because I think big football matches and, and old firms are about both sets of fans and the banter and, and all that type of stuff. But if they decide not to, that's their decision. Is it a case of a point to prove after the I think as, as a footballer individually um, and also a team like Rangers, you've always got a point to prove. It'll be a full house again. And we've performed really well at home. We've made a, a bit of a fortress up to now and we want to continue to do that. So we're going to play on the front foot and be aggressive like we have done from day one. You know, Livingston beat us fair and square in the first game. They celebrated after the game and unrightly so. You know, it'll be their biggest victory of the season. So we understand that. I worry about Livingston, what they're going to do to us, how they're going to set up tactically, their strengths and weaknesses. Um, how I feel like they're going to cause us problems, what have they got to offer on set pieces for and against, that's my job. But if I was a Rangers player, uh, I'd certainly remember celebrations at the end of the game. First issue for you, Roger, would be the, the ticket one. What have you made of that this week? Peter Lowell speaking at Celtic's AGM almost takes us back a bit to the, the, the initial decision to, to cut the allocation. Rangers made that decision. Uh, Celtic mirrored it. Um, but this is a, a new development, if you like. Yeah, it'll be a new development for Stephen Gerrard as well because if you look at the Merseyside derby, you, you see areas of Anfield or Goodison where Liverpool and Everton fans sit side by side. Mm. Um, I'm not sure we'll see that at Ibrox in December 29. Ever. Um, <laughs> people... People will understand Peter Lawwell's concerns. Um, this is a scenario that no one has seen before. Celtic supporters in that little bit between the Brumlin and the Govan stands. So no one knows for sure exactly how it will work. Um, he's looking for assurances from Police Scotland, from the people who steward the game, about the safety of the Celtic supporters. You're asking me, I think he'll take the ticket allocation. 
I think Celtic supporters will want to go to Ibrox the same way Rangers supporters want to go to Celtic Park and I think it would be a sad reflection on where we are as a game and as a society if we ever got to a situation where there were no Celtic fans at Ibrox and no Rangers supporters at Celtic Park and just on the second one for you Derek this notion of Rangers remembering the way that Livingston celebrated interesting to hear Stephen Gerrard there that that sort of thing does happen that's not just for us is that one of the old or pin it on the dressing room All that type of thing Well not really I think that the players Should should know themselves Exactly what happened I mean they, they weren't happy At Livingston celebrating Many times have Livingston Beaten Rangers You know It was a, a marvel And thoroughly deserved it You heard the manager Saying that They thoroughly deserved the win And, and if, you, if you beat Rangers Of course you're going to celebrate But you know The players now know What they're going to be up against at, I can tell there's not a ticket To be had for the game tomorrow mm. Every single ticket Is sold out the players now know what Livy are all about. They're a solid side. Don't give anything away. There's no way they're going to come out and play a 4-3-3 against Rangers tomorrow. That's for sure. And it, they're it, going to get everybody back. They're going to make it solid and make it no space for Rangers to run into at all. It's up to Rangers tomorrow. You know, to play the way they played basically last week against Motherwell. You know, free-flowing football, create chances and of course taking the chances. Right, come on then. Let's hear from you. 01419511025. Alan is in Drumchapel. What's on your mind tonight, Alan? Uh, hello, uh, uh, panel. How are you doing? Hi, Alan. Hi, uh, my, my point is, well, I just a wee quick point there. I think the, just what I heard there about the, the old forums cutting the crowd. Mm-hmm. I think it's, there's two different opinions on that. I think the they should keep the, the crowds the way they were. The Celtic fans got all the brimbling and it was the same for Rangers at Celtic Park. They got happy behind the goal. I can't mind mm. the name of that stand. But my my main point is about tomorrow's game. And I think that this is a really important game for Rangers tomorrow because I think Rangers will need to go out tomorrow and really fight hard to get a victory because Livingston, I think it's... I mean, well, what I heard was Celtic are the only... Like, Better defensive side than Livingston this season, and they're very they're very hard to let break mm-hmm. down in defence. So mm-hmm. I think tomorrow I think Rangers will need to go out, and I think maybe I think uh, Lafferty's back as well. So I think maybe uh, Morelos and Lafferty up front uh, help like, try and break down that defence. Maybe getting a good result tomorrow will help. The bounces back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roger. Like, Roger, what about? This game tomorrow I mean There's a school of thought Obviously that it, it, it Might be very different Not being at Livingston Because you've got The bigger pitch And the different Playing surface at Ibrox um, But Have we seen enough From Livingston this season To suggest they can Make it difficult tomorrow Oh they certainly will Make it difficult They're, they're very well set up They're very well organised They don't give a lot of goals Away as Alan said But If the Angels are going to Do anything this season And I said it before The game at St Mirren Two or three weeks ago They're a little run of games St Mirren Motherwell Livingston Before they get into The real tough stuff And I said then They'll need to take Nine points out of nine To give them a little cushion Going into these games And that that stands They've taken Three at St Mirren Three at home to Motherwell They need to win again tomorrow Because after that Take Villarreal out of the equation Thursday night Gordon It's Hearts And then it's Aberdeen So You know t- Tomorrow's important yeah, I think I think also I take your point when, when you said you know Will they play Lafferty And Morelis up front That would happen I think they played the four three three last week, and you know, the, the, okay, they were down to ten men, motherball, but you know, they looked they looked free scoring. You know, they they looked at a really good side. So I don't see them changing. I don't see them changing. In fact, probably if everybody's fit, I would imagine it'll be the same eleven mm. that started that game that will go out. But you're right, it's a tough game. Jock Wallace always used to say to us, 
when you play for this club, win the battles. If you can win the battles, then you have a fair chance of winning the war. Uh, Livy will be affected, of course, Roger, because they don't have Dolly Menga to, to choose tomorrow. And, and in fact, their early achievements this season have been even more incredible because they've not really had Lee Miller to choose from. They've not had Ryan Hardy. Mm. They've had real injury or real personnel problems up front. And Dolly Menga joins that due to suspension. Does that impact them? Greatly? Not greatly. No, no, I think the only goal Dolly Menga scored was the one against Rangers. You know, mm-hmm. the goals have been well shared around the team. There was a week, a few weeks ago, when all three centre halves scored in a game against Indy. So they are, you know, the epitome of a goal sharing team. If there's such a thing, I think Ricky Lamy, the left wing back, was the only guy in the team that had a job though, sort of getting them up, though, doesn't he? And, and leading that aggressive style from the front, pressing people, not I, giving I, them I time. Think, I think also, Gordon, there's a, a real danger. With Gallagher, the centre half, many times is he wins headers from free kicks and corner kicks. I think he's a huge threat to Rangers tomorrow if they get up the park. I mean, they're going to set everybody back. They might play the one up, but they're going to defend and they defend really well because they're well organised. Gary Holt's got them like that. You know, they, they play a basic 4-4, sometimes a 4-5-1. Stop Rangers playing in midfield, force them into playing the long ball. I think Alan's right Rangers are going to have to work Very very hard To get a victory mm. tomorrow Do you want to come back in Alan? One more please if you Yeah on you go, of course Yeah it was just about the uh, Safety issue uh, About the Old Forum game mm-hmm. And could you Would you be able to give me A wee bit more of Information How this What they said They're not going to Let bind us The Lovell said They're not going to Well maybe not Bind us supporters Because it's a safety issue but what happened when Rangers did it at Celtic Park there in September? Rangers still, Rangers supporters still went to Celtic Park. So I just want to find that. Can you give me a wee bit more information on that? I think the point he was making at the Celtic KGM Alan the other day was Rangers fans when they went to Celtic Park earlier in the season they were housed in the same area of Celtic Park just a smaller section if you like sort of up the back. This is a whole new experience for Celtic and as long as I can remember. Um, since Ibrox has been redeveloped Celtic have had the 7,000 tickets in the Brimland Road stand and basically they were policed and stewarded in and policed and stewarded back out and didn't really come into contact with any Rangers supporters at all this time the allocation has been slashed to 800 they'll go in the little for want of a better word the little triangle where you know maybe Hamilton fans or Levy fans or St Johnson fans go wedged in between the Govan and the Brimland stands mm-hmm. they'll have Rangers fans either side of them they'll have Rangers fans above them and they will have to encounter Rangers fans on the way in and on the way back out. And I think Peter Lawwell was saying the other day he just wanted more information from police and from the stewarding company as to how it would all work. And he wanted to, you know, make himself happy that the supporters yeah. could, and could come and go. As well as the fact, Roger, that when Rangers did go to Celtic Park, it didn't exactly go smoothly in, in terms of the, the the crush that happened. We've no. seen that, and, and people were injured. So I know it's a different setup, it's a different stadium, yeah. it's a different area. So that's not to say that would happen again. Um, but it's important that it's policed and stewarded. Correctly. Yeah, I, I think there'll be more police looking after them. I think it'd probably be the safest they've ever been Celtic fans because there'll be police all over the place there. I think I think what you're looking. I mean, the Rangers fans for a long time have, have been telling the club that's what they should do. Give them a corner, the same as they've been getting mm. at Celtic Park, because you remember all the noise that comes out of Ibrox is from that end, the Union Bears. They're the ones that are in that corner. Where do they go on an old mm. Firm game? Because they, you know, they've, they've got to give up their seat mm. to Celtic fans. So I think Rangers are now listening to the supporters. Now I think that's the biggest reason why Fun, Celtic well, have only got the corner. Funny you should say that though, because th- this issue interests me, Roger, because. 
And you've heard Alan on the line Alan's a Rangers fan And he started off by saying He actually thinks it should go back t- To the way it used to be Usually issues are drawn along team lines And if whatever your team says You sort of go for it But this ticket issue You're actually seeing Both sides of the argument Amongst both supports mm. Yeah And listen You've seen both managers Have their say In the last few days Since Peter Lowell spoke At the Celtic AGM um, As football people Who enjoy the atmosphere Of football derbies I think they would welcome it going back to, to the way it was the, the one thing And among all this That hasn't really been wholly explained Was the trigger for making the decision In the first place It just seemed to come out of the blue There was an announcement from Rangers One afternoon that This was what was going to happen Immediately And you could have put the kettle on for this Gordon There was pressure on the Celtic board To have a sort of tit for tat mm. Ticket reprisal if you like mm. And that came within a few hours um, So it, it hasn't really been made clear Exactly why the decision was taken Maybe Derek Strait Maybe there was Internal lobbying From Rangers supporters clubs For it to happen But You've heard the managers this week You hear Alan on the phone it, It's not been Universally welcomed Okay 0141 That's the number you need to get in touch Twitter Is at Clyde SSB And we're going to hear from Brendan Rogers After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com It's Roger Hanna and Derek Johnson Joining me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard If you want to join us as well That would be good Give us a call 0141 951 1025 On Twitter uh, We are at Clyde SSB Let's hear from Brendan Rogers. He says he will learn from mistakes of the past And won't be making wholesale changes to the team Despite the heavy fixture schedule that's coming up The Hoops have 10 games in December And Rogers says it is a demand on the players But they've shown they can cope in the past We've got a busy period now We're 11 games between now and, and the end of December But... Uh... But it's what the players want, you know, they're all full of confidence. We've been playing really, really well as a team in this last uh, seven-week block, so uh, we'll look to continue with that uh, come the weekend. We've already seen that when we make too many changes, you lose the flow of the team. You know, that's where our two defeats came earlier on the season, you know, making big changes to try and uh, compensate for big games following. But, uh, but the players are now up to speed in terms of fitness and rhythm. And uh, yeah, we'll have to look at subtle changes within it, but uh, I don't think there'll be too many. But I think what's important is that collectively, it's been an incredible performance by these players over two and a half years on the pitch. And they know that collectively, they all have to be ready. And that's something that will continue to work hard and, uh, and ensure that all the players are ready if they get asked to play. It's going to be a fascinating fixture list. It's not just Celtic, obviously, it's a busy time, but 10. Ten uh, fixtures in the month of December, Roger. Earlier on in the season, question marks over. You know, perhaps how many changes is too many, and uh, what do you make of Brendan Rodgers' take there on, on how he's going to navigate through this period? Yeah, it'll be easier for him to navigate through it, Gordon. Once he does get all the players back, it'll be yeah. interesting to see how many play on the plastic pitch at Hamilton tomorrow. When you think that Craig Gordon's been in the injured list, Kieran Tierney's been in the injured list, missed the two Scotland games. There are all the guys who were missing. Well, Griffiths and Beaton were even back training this week. Griffiths and Beaton have to come back, and Charms to come back, Browns to come back to the team eventually. Uh, Chris Avaragier having a surgery on, on that facial log, he, he will come back at some stage. So it'll be interesting to see how quickly he can integrate them all back into the squad because, as he says himself, he'll need them all between now and the Old Firm game in December 29. Yeah, I mean, he's learning all the time and he's learned from that. 
as he said, the, the time where they lost the two games, you know, that he made too many changes, you know, six or seven changes after the after the game previous. So he's not going to do that. You know, one or two, maybe even three will change because you cannot go 10 games in the month of December and play basically the same 11. I think that's asking too much. You can be as fit as you like, but you're going to be as sharp and that's that is a, when when you've got the squad that Celtic have got, he's got to use that squad, and I think he will use it. I think a lot more wisely than he did at the start of the but, season. But that said, Derek, you know he, he may rotate tomorrow, but by the end of the week is a huge week for Celtic because Rosenborg, where Celtic have to win the game to keep the European thing mm. going, that's the Thursday night away from home in Norway, and then suddenly they fly back in. To a League Cup final Looking mm. to defend the trophy Win it for a third straight year And and, and keep on The dream of a, of a mm. third treble If you like uh, Tam is a Celtic fan In Possel What do you make of tomorrow's game Tam Has it got echoes of the trip to Livingston Or do you see your team Coming through this one A bit easier Not at all Not at all I Maybe 4-0 to Celtic Confident Yeah Ryan Christie first goal scorer But that's beside the point <laughs> but, uh, well, what, what, is, what is clear Roger Is that guys like Christie McGregor Clearly arrived back with A great deal of confidence Because their international break Went very well Yeah James Forrest um, In particular Five goals in the two games For Scotland So those guys Welcome back Brimming with confidence You would imagine um, Kieran Tierney speaking yesterday As well You would think he would well, that's I've got to agree with you Matt uh, Sorry Roger Roger, sorry Roger That's what I've got to agree with you Tierney will play We'll play the boys And get them up to speed again For the cup final There's no rest in any in, You know what I mean? The one, we'll the one thing I do wonder Tom Is who will play centre half Because Neither Benkovic nor Samunovic Are very keen On the synthetic surfaces uh, yeah, Ajer Who of course got injured In the last game He's out So who will play alongside Boyata mm. Is it a day for Jack Hendry? Is it a day to, to move Lustig in one? That, that's where I think the biggest question marks for Brendan Rodgers What's happened to compare? No. <laughs> Good question We'll save that for the teaser a bit later on I think they said go compare <laughs> Oh dear me You two in the same room on a Friday night I didn't, I didn't bargain Sorry, for the I've, cheap, I've the cheap joke book I've pinched Eric Scrap Sorry no, but, um, Well I suppose Benkovic did come on to replace Ayer didn't he? Yeah, yeah. In Livingston Yeah Last but 15 I minutes just keep it the same as the same as You know what I mean? Yes. At the back Centre half And then we'll same as the cup final, it'll be Benkovic and, as you know, McBoyata, you know, by Tierney and Lutlistic. The mother, Bain and goals. You think Bain will play in goals? Yes, I think big. I think Scott the... will get a game tomorrow again in goals, yeah. I think Scott's still struggling. Uh, yeah, Craig Gordon, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, pulled out the Scotland squad. Yeah. Uh, what was your thought on the, the tickets, Tom? I know you had a point to make on the, the ticket situation uh, the ticket as well. Allocation, uh, yeah. I believe, was the team that used to be known as Rangers that started that nonsense. So there's only uh, half past six for the first wee uh, dig to again. That's yeah. that's not bad nah, for a Friday sorry, night. But, uh, but the team that started on nonsense with putting us in the corner. So what do you what do you expect, man? Personally, if I was if I was Peter Lawwell, I wouldn't take any tickets, and that's not me being. That's me just being Celtic and thinking about the safety of me taking my children to the game and so, trying to get home for the game. So what, what about what about all the Celtic fans, though, Roger, who go to all the away games and and like yeah, to yeah. support the team on the road? Is that that's got to be where that falls down, Roger? 
Um, yeah, but I think all the Celtic fans who would want to go to the game wouldn't be able to go anyway. You know, there was always a clamour yeah, when Celtic had 7,000 tickets. You can imagine the clamour when they've got 800. Yeah. And you can imagine the frustration and disappointment if there's none at all, Gordon. Um, as I said earlier on, I think it would be a sad day if we got to a situation where there were no Celtic fans at Ibrox and no Rangers supporters at Celtic Park. I don't think that reflects well on anyone in the game. It certainly takes away from the spectacle of the game. It won't look as good. And the TV pictures You know the game Being live around the country mm. Around the world I should say But You can't get away from the feeling That we're sort of Edging towards that But what clubs are doing Clubs are looking after Their own fans these days You look at the, the Hibs situation Whenever the old firm go there You're only getting half that stand now Because Hibs can yeah, fill can it themselves it, yeah. Hearts are the same You only get half behind that goal as well Because they want more of their fans To be there So clubs are looking after Their own fans That's exactly what they're doing what about this one Roger how, how annoyed is he going to be Listen to this Jack Daniels Darts Has tweeted in and says Celeb spotting in Motherwell Asda The Dazzler caught Buying his messages Ahead of a big day tomorrow Safe to say Not a dab hand At working the self scanner Took him five minutes <laughs> To get through the first item He's not He, he, he doesn't like that type of behaviour oh, no, does he? He does, And then he's got to quandary at the end You know 9p for a bag for life And you get to Daz's age You've got to worry If that's value for money <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for keeping us updated We like to know he's he's looking after himself Ahead of a big day Tomorrow 01419511025 Daryl is a Celtic fan in Cumbernauld What's on your mind tonight Daryl? How be you doing fan? Alright yeah, right. I'm just wanting to get your opinion on Possibly Brendan Rodgers playing James Forrest up front For Celtic um, Especially sort of goal scoring form of the national team Yeah I think that might be a, a good shout Tomorrow Do you mean tomorrow or, or just generally? Just in general right, okay. really. it's, a great, it's a great point Because you look at all the goals he scored for Scotland All through the middle Using his pace I think when he's wide and he's on form He's great wide as well He creates and now and again he'll get a goal For me If you're a centre half And you've got somebody running at you With the pace that James Forrest has got There's not too many quick centre halves these days I think it's a fair point And I think Brendan Rodgers has got to look at him that way I would even play him off the striker You know that one that goes left and right Just playing off him Because Mm. with his pace and the ability that he's got to beat people And the way he's putting the ball in the back of the net these days I would certainly think of that Roger I suppose if you think back to even the Hibs game Gordon Diel was there that day And he he keeps banging on about how the, the three behind the striker for Celtic Actually all Sort of moved around anyway and, and Forrest did find himself Coming through the middle So p- Perhaps he doesn't have to, have to be known As a striker To, to yeah, be there And well, fulfil that role well, at times He's in the form of his life Since the night he was sent off In Salzburg In the Europa League He's played 11 games For club and country And he scored 12 goals There's no, there's no one In anything like that Goal scoring form I don't think Around Europe the, the one thing that would Negate Moving James Forrest in one is Who would play in the right Because Patrick Roberts is long gone Daniel Arzani was signed And you know Was very unfortunate To pick up that cruciate 22 minutes into his Celtic debut So Forrest Is in the team On the right And there's no one else To play on the right If he tucked him in one And I think Celtic's need For a central striker Is probably going to lessen Because as you said earlier on Gordon Lee Griffiths back In the training ground Edwards playing well it tends only to Brendan Rodgers tends only to play one up there anyway. So I think James Forrest will stay where he is, but he's probably more of a goal scoring threat than he's ever been at any time of his career. Absolutely, I think the likes of Sinclair could come in again and, and try and prove himself once again if they need a wide player. Side, though, but, but, but I think you're right in the sense that the three behind all interchange. So, but I would I would like to think when he's scoring goals, he's not going to score many goals on the right wing. 
all the goals he's scoring through the middle. So I would be, I would, I would be saying to James, you get yourself in these goal scoring situations. If you are playing on the right and the ball's on the left, I want you in that middle, in there, in there, because anything he touches now is going into the back of the net. And when you're on a streak like that, you just want to keep playing through the middle. Uh, Darrell, what do you make of this as a, as a week for your team? I know the, te- the the managers, the players always tell us they only look at one game at a time, but if you look at tomorrow, followed off by you know. The European game The cup final coming up as well For well, There's been a lot of debate on this show About Scott Brown You know If and when he gets back into the team That's going to become a real question mark As a cup final approaches isn't it? Uh, I think so I, I mean I don't think there's MD in the team like Brown As influential as Brown um, In terms of ability You know I think we're, we're quite covered in, in terms of ability But in terms of like, leadership I think Brown's the only candidate there Alongside maybe Kieran Tierney uh, To captain the side But in terms of the performance of this week, um, not just through the Celtic, but Scotland as well, and I'll pick out the Celtic players being a bit biased, of course, but the likes of Forrest and Christie, they've been absolutely unbelievable. You know, so I think the future's bright and the future's green and white, if you don't mind me saying a, as well. A, a quick question for you, Daniel. The manager said yesterday Scott Brown will come back into the team as soon as he's fit. I think, you know, you've just said you agree with that. Who drops out? Um, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with it. I mean... I just don't think there's MD as influential, but in yeah, terms of the as way a captain, playing, you're right. You're right. I think yeah, you're, you're spot. You need you need leadership on the park, and he's got an abundance of that. You're right. Uh, he he plays for the shot. You know, I'm, I'm not saying none. The rest of the team don't play for the shot, but Scott Brown is purely playing for the shot. You know, he, he gets in about every tackle. You know, he's tough. He's doesn't take any. But he's talking. He's talking to the players around him as well. You know, exactly, he gets himself involved with players. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Alright, thank you to Daryl in Cumbernauld 0141-951-1025 on the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB Gary's in Shettleson Gary, domestic football back with a bang tomorrow And a huge week, a huge month coming up uh, For you and your fellow Celtic fans Of course it is, aye The last call off my thunder there I was, That's my, I was going to talk about James Forrest That's fine, on you go, no, no problem a, with that the motor. You think right. so, tomorrow? Just, aye, uh, got a way to Hamilton they're looking to win that game So I think it'll be a chance again for us to try that striker role Do you think it'll be a similar challenge to the Livingston game Gary And I know people just draw comparisons don't they Because of the artificial pitch and maybe a bit tighter and a bit more uncomfortable Do you see it being a similarly tough game? Oh, definitely Always is These pitches Always is is it, a bit of, is it at least a leveller Roger? I mean we can argue all day long about injuries and all the rest of it But just, just even whether it's psychological, does it does it just well, does it give Hamilton something? L- no? Listen, the fact that neither Celtic nor Rangers managed to score on Livingston's plastic pitch would stand as evidence that it's a bit of a leveller. Um, Celtic, you know, for all the calls that have come in, they're saying it'll be difficult, it'll be this, it'll be that. Celtic have tended not really to struggle out at Hamilton. I was at Hamilton earlier on in the season. I think it was a hard game for Super Scoreboard Gordon. And you look at the new surface that's laid this season, and it's far far better. Than the surface that's been there at Hamilton in previous seasons um, It's a very modern surface um, I think it's got higher ratings You know, it's part of the referee and the match delegate They, they rate the pitch mm. for the SPFL I think it's been getting higher ratings this season Than any of its mm. you know previous pitches were getting So sometimes we maybe read too much into it yeah. I would expect Celtic to go there tomorrow And win the game If they don't win the game I, I 
genuinely don't think the pitch will be to blame for that or a cause no. or a reason for yeah. that. I agree, I agree with that, Roger, because when you're talking about that Hearts game, they end up 4 1 yeah. when Hearts beat them. You know, and the Hearts were flying at that time, to be fair. The likes of Berry was playing and Naismith was on fire. You know, they've, they've, they've missed all in now. But you're right, the, the pitch should have absolutely nothing to do with it. It's your ability to pass the ball. That's what you do in a pitch like that. If you can't pass it, then you're going to struggle. It's as simple as that. Uh, Gary, what was your other point tonight? No, please, it's to Derek. You talk to Derek, please, aye? Yes, he's here. Aye, Gary. Derek, thanks Thanks for talking to me, pal. No problem. Uh, it's just your feelings on uh, the Celtic fans, uh, Rangers, no allocating the 7,000 tickets that the Wolves had. Uh, I think it's going to ruin this Celtic Rangers game altogether through the years. This is this is the biggest spectacle we have in Scotland. And your, your club, Derek, your club... I mean, I understand where you're. I understand where you're coming from, but I, I do think that the Rangers fans. I said it earlier. The Rangers fans have not been happy, especially the ones that have bought tickets for that end of the ground. They obviously can't get to old firm season games. tickets. The season ticket boys. I mean, they buy it without the two Celtic games, and I think they've been they probably at lobbying Rangers, you know, for a long, long time now. And eventually, the club are listening to them to saying, "Yeah, well, rightly so," you know, and and that's where all the the, the, the singing starts. You know, at Rangers in that corner, the, the Union Bears are all there. The and they, they get it, so they're going to lose that in the Celtic game. So I think they've taken all that into consideration and went, no, that's it. But we, we're going to do the same as Celtic because for a few years now, Rangers fans have been in that corner, but the majority behind that goal are Celtic mm. fans. And I think the Rangers have looked at it and went, no, we'll look after number one for a change. Well, I mean, the singing's one thing, but is, is the the main reason given not the financial? Aspect that Jordan Strang's tweeted in talking about, you know, if you've got 7,000 fans wanting season tickets at an extra £400 a person. Now, I don't think Rangers sold an extra 7,000 no. season tickets, but you, you get the gist, Roger, at trying to, to bring in more money essentially. Yeah, and if Rangers had explained that at the time, then maybe, you know, it, it would all have been clearer. Rangers sold season tickets for the Brumland stand for years and years and years, and a lot of it were, you know, family tickets which excluded. The two home games against yeah. Celtic, if you like. So they have been selling season tickets in that area for, for many a year. Um, this, it's uncharted territory, really. We don't know how this is going to go on December 29. Only in this country, more than a month ahead of a fixture, could we be talking about ticket allocations rather than <laughs> the actual football itself, which in itself is a shame. Um, but I think Peter Lowell's reservations um, are to be expected. It'll be interesting to see if he can get the assurances from the police and the, you know the stewarding operation that satisfies him, satisfies Celtic, and convinces them to take the allocation of eight hundred tickets. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Give us a call. We'll hear from you after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for forty years. Derek Johnson And I was about to say it Roger Hanna It is Roger Hanna Who's with us tonight On Clyde once well, do, you know, do you know what Do you know what's the One year anniversary Of that video No I can't believe you just said that And people are going to think That I fed you that no, You're not, not on Twitter It's the one year anniversary Of the Specky Tube video And if for some reason You've been living under a rock And you've not seen it At Clyde SSB Head there on Twitter And you will see exactly What we mean One year on Think we should, and if you spot him wandering along the prom in Brighton this weekend, go up to him and say, You're the Specky Tube. Yes. Do you think we should do a sequel? 
Specky Tube 2 Yeah I think we can look into it Why not Right on Speaking of Twitter At Clyde SSB um, Alan McPhail's tweeted in Alex as well We heard from Stephen Gerrard At the start of the show Talking about January The name that keeps coming up In both these tweets Is Solanke Dominic Solanke Um, You can see why People keep sort of Putting two and two together Roger Will that ever Equal four As far as Rangers are concerned Listen DJ made the point Earlier on It looks as if Stephen Gerrard Is targeting Quality rather than quantity And Derek said the, the one area of the Rangers squad That looks slightly lighter than the rest Is the attack There's only really Morelos and Lafferty Umar Sadiq came in for the Betfred Cup semi-final And, and the best one in the world Didn't pull up many trees So that was when Morelos and Lafferty Were out the team And it would be an eye-opener that for Stephen Gerrard uh, you know, Who's to say there won't be a, a situation Later in the season where both Morelos and Lafferty mm. through injury or suspension or whatever circumstance are out the team. I don't think he would want to risk going with Umar Sadiq again. Yeah. So I would imagine he would look to strengthen the attack. You know, they've got a few young lads that are they're scoring goals, to be fair, in there. There's young Andrew Dallas, he's, he's already had a, uh, a game in the first team. But, uh, but he's maybe not ready, you know, for this. It's an important month, and I think you're asking a lot to throw in a youngster to play up front. So I think what he needs. As an experienced player to come in and play, I think mm. Roger's one hundred percent correct because you're going to get suspensions, you're going to get injuries, and he's going to need another striker. I think, I think that's what, that's what they're looking for. Whether it's Solanke or someone else, I don't know, but I do think even if it's on loan, getting in a striker, an experienced striker that knows what he's doing, I think uh, that that'll be the number one target. I think for the manager. Yeah, another tweet from Brown Brogues says attacking mid and backup for Morelos is what Rangers need. Macaulay Goldson and the return of Barisic. Will shore up the defence That's at Clyde SSB on Twitter The phone number you need is 01419511025 Rob is a Rangers fan in Kilmarnock What did you make of Stephen Gerrard's Assessment ahead of that January window Rob Saying that you know Probably not too much business um, But maybe if the right thing comes along Evening Gordon, evening gents Hello. Um, Hi, Rob. Yeah I, I agree with him um, He brought a load of players in in the summer I think it's it's fairly obvious in seasons of, of past that we brought a lot of players in, didn't give them enough time to gel as a team and mistakes were happening. So I'm quite content. I agree with DJ, maybe a striker would be beneficial as a backup to Lafferty and Morelis, but the team needs time to gel. Um, we've got a lot of injuries. We've also got folk out in loan, Doherty. They, they could come back yeah. um, and slot in uh, to push other folk up front. But um, I agree with the, with, with the gaffer. Um I'm a happy Rangers fan um, Certainly happen I have been over the last six years But we still need time to gel as a team And it's not going to um, happen overnight mm. If we keep bringing players in There's no continuity there at all Yeah I mean you could, I could ask this to fan of, fans of any teams really Rob If the end of the window comes And the right player hasn't come along And you're, you're, you know, you've know you got the same squad as you've got at the moment Satisfied with that? Yeah it's, it's the same old and you know, How long's a piece of string? How many players are we going to bring in? Yeah. How many times are they going to form a partnership? You know, players, I know it sounds folks say, oh, they get paid a lot of money and they're doing a job. They are doing a job. But if you've got, you know, two centre-backs that know each other's skills and traits and weaknesses and they can back that up, then you're not going to get that if you're constantly removing the team and rotating it. And I think you learned at the start, especially in the defence, he was rotating the defence a wee bit. Certainly, Ibrox in the first half we were quite strong. He made a few changes, albeit with a few injuries, but we've seen we started mm. to let goals in. Both domestically and continentally as well. So he'll have an idea of his strongest eleven, which is obviously one or two players out injured and whatever. But I, I, I agree with the assessment. I, I think if you bring players in, it's just going to cause a bit more unrest in the body. Rob, what do you think of Macaulay? 
you know, he's he's an experienced man. Yep. You know, he, he's he's back playing for his country as well. You know, and he and he does give that experience at the back. Would you like to see him brought in? Yeah, old old head, wise, um, good for the younger um, teams out there. So players within the team, I seen him um, at Ibrox the last time, and he just brought that a bit of kind of old head onto. You know, he mm. was two or three games ago we were getting balls getting played out the middle of the park. He was taking time, he was controlling, he was looking left, looking right, putting it back to the keeper. He took the sting out of the attack, allowed us to regroup and went up the park, um, and that's what you want to see. So if you bring somebody new in, albeit I appreciate folk can get injured, but you can't just keep bringing players in as a fix. The fix for me is gelling this current team. Mm, yeah. Let's assess where we are at. I said this to DJ when Stephen Gerrard was appointed, it was yourself and Hugh. Let's gauge where we are in 12 month time. Yeah. Let's see where we are at the end of the season. Then we can look back and say, well, OK, you know, I don't think we'll win the league this season. I think we'll finish a strong second. Celtic will still win it. Probably by comfortable margin, um, but maybe ten points. But for me as a Rangers fan, that's distance travelled. The, the the points tally's coming down season after season. What we need to get is this season out of the way, restock where we are, and then plan for the season ahead and where we're going to go. And it's, it's interesting, Rob, because t- tomorrow marks you'll be a third of the way through the season. Tomorrow, uh, it's amazing the parallels between the two squads. Uh, you know, Celtic only two points clear. The two teams have got the same goal difference. And you just wonder, you know, neither team seems to quite know their best eleven yet. Mm. You know, who's the best centre half pairing at Celtic? Who's the best centre half pairing at Rangers? Who's the best midfield three? You know, Celtic fans are delighted with Christy McGregor, Rogic, but you know, where doesn't Chaman Brown fit back in? Do they come mm. back in? And the two teams for me are shy of a striker. Uh, you know, we talk about Rangers only having Morelos and Lafferty, and maybe looking for another in January. You'll find that you know Celtic only have. Uh, Edward and Griffiths once Griffiths comes back so could Brendan Rodgers add a striker in January as well what about Rob's point though in terms of we perhaps and perhaps it's, it's a modern phenomenon because we're a bit more impatient now we always want you know we want managers to, to leave their jobs quickly and we want players to be signed left right and centre what about actually trying to improve by working with what you've got and giving it more time I'm thinking particularly in this busy schedule Derek can Steven Gerrard keep chopping and changing those centre halves because the temptation will be there because there's so many games but can that actually be detrimental to the overall defensive performance well it can be it can be but you're always going to get injuries to, to centre half, so you're going to have to change it at some stage I think bringing in McCauley was a bit of genius for me it didn't cost him any money it's cost him wages but it's an experienced man and he's played in a lot of big games down south most of his life. So it's, he's not going to come into to the game at Ibrox or wherever, Aberdeen or Celtic Park, and be amazed at the crowd and, and get upset and everything else. He's an experienced man. And I think he will be used, for me, quite a mm. lot this season because he, he's a man that talks. We talk about leadership in Scott Brown. I think Macaulay's one of these players as well for me. He's forever talking to the, the players alongside him and in front of him, getting players going. And you need that. Every club needs somebody that's going to get players going when things mm. are down. And I think he's good enough to do that. But you can't keep chopping and changing. You're absolutely right, making five or six changes. I think one or two, if somebody's got a wee knock, don't take any chances. Get him out and get another player in. Uh, Roger, since we started talking about Dominic Solanke, um, I noticed a, a story in your newspaper um, as if there's a bit of movement perhaps on that. Anything you can tell us? Um, well, listen, my understanding is from, from our sources south of the border that, that Dominic Solanke is moving closer to a move to Rangers potentially in January, um, potentially to replace Umar Sadiq. Um, it would be a loan move. He's obviously very highly rated at Liverpool. The, the, the slight problem Dominic Solanke has 
um, are called Salah, Firmino, <laughs> and Manny. Um, I like how you called it a slight problem. Yeah, like that all, understatement all, of the all, night. All of whom have been handed wait for it five-year contract extensions in the last few weeks. So I think the three of them are there to stay. Um, Daniel Sturridge, of course, as well, is floating about in the background. So Solanke having moved from Chelsea, having won an England cap, if you remember, played for England's senior team against Brazil last year, he's just beginning to hit that that glass ceiling again in terms of his development. Jurgen Klopp knows, you know, he needs to go out and play football. play every week. I think there are teams queuing up to take him out to give him that first-team football our understanding tonight is that Rangers are at the head of that queue. So, what do you make of that? Give us a call. We'll get to that after this. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Beat the pundit time. It could be you against Derek Johnson or you against Roger Hanna. Make that happen by calling this number: oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You need to do it quick because you only have until the news at seven. If you want to play tonight's beat the pundit. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Roger Hanna and Derek Johnson joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, 01419511025 for you to get in touch. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. We're about to hear from Neil Lennon talking about potential interest in the Republic of Ireland manager job. We'll get to that after this. The Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Beat the Pundit for the final time this week DJ and Roger both standing by One of them is going to be taking on Johnny from Carntine tonight You fancy it tonight Johnny? Confident mood? Right, Paro, feeling right, spicy, right? Spicy, alright, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about curry. Not just the dinner, is it? Well, right, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, let's toss the coin anyway, see who you're going to be up against. Heads, it is Roger. Tails, it's going to be Derek Johnson. And it is Tails. DJ, get those headphones on and we'll give hey, you some. DJ, you're getting it. All the best, son. All the best. <laughs> sounds well, ominous. Well, I was beaten last Friday, to be fair. It sounds ominous, right? I'm going to give you some Clyde 2, Derek, so that you can't hear what we are saying. Right, Johnny, 30 seconds, head to head. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. Are you ready? I am ready. Which Scottish team has Slovakian goalkeeper Jan Mucha joined? Uh, Which Tayside club did former Georgian international Georgi Nimzadze play for? Who does St Mirren play tomorrow in Paisley? Uh, What nationality is former Celtic manager Ronnie Dyla? How many times did Dunfermline win the Scottish Cup in the 60s? Once. Which team is bottom of the Scottish Championship? In what year did Neil Lennon leave Celtic to manage Bolton? 2012 Craig Levine played for Hearts and which other Scottish team? Uh, Dunfermline Okay, let's bring DJ back Derek, are you with us? Together in your leg That's plenty Same set of questions to you Okay Let's do it Which Scottish team has Slovakian goalkeeper Jan Mucha joined? No idea Which Tayside club did former Georgian international Georgian Zadze play for? Who does St Mirren face tomorrow in Paisley? St Mirren Hearts what nationality is former Celtic manager Ronnie Dyla? Swedish. How many times did Dunfermline win the Scottish Cup in the 60s? Oh, at least once. Which team is currently bottom of the Scottish Championship? Pass. What year did Neil Lennon leave Celtic to manage Bolton? 2002. <laughs> Craig Levine. Oh, my word. There's a new laugh there and I needed the last one. Craig Levine played for Hearts and which other Scottish team? Cowdenbeath. Right, okay. 
Johnny, if you lose to a guy who thought that Neil Lennon left Celtic in 2002, I've gone. We've got some serious oh, problems. That was that was a that was a Gordon DL answer. That one, he, he hates it with the when, with the years come up. Let's go through them and find out 2002. Uh, what Scottish team has Slovakian goalkeeper Jan Mucha joined? Roger Hamilton Ackes. Hamilton Ackes. Which Tayside club did former Georgian international Georgian Imzadze play for? It's Dundee. So you both got that right. One all. Who do St Mirren play tomorrow in Paisley? It was Hearts Derek Hearts, you got yeah. it So you go into a 2-1 lead You equalised Johnny Because Ronnie Dyla is Norwegian I mean you were close But not close enough uh, <laughs> Kind of next door Norwegian 2-all How many times did Dunfermline win the Scottish Cup in the 60s Roger? Uh, twice It is twice So it's still 2-all Which team is currently bottom of the championship? It is Falkirk so Johnny goes into a 3-2 lead In what year did Neil Lennon leave Celtic to manage Bolton? <laughs> Surprisingly, it was not 2002 It is 2014 So Johnny, you were a couple out as well So it's 3-2, which means it all comes down to the last question Craig Levine played for Hearts And which other Scottish team? You said Dunfermline, Johnny? Aye Derek said Cowdenbeath and it is Cowdenbeath oh, He's equalised Honestly oh. that, That's the equivalent You've missed an open goal With the Neil Lennon one But you've managed to score In the next attack So we're going on to The tiebreaker Johnny I'm going to ask the question I'll get Derek to write His answer down And then I'll invite you To give me your attempt So here is the question How many goals Were scored In last season's Scottish Premiership Okay so Derek overall How many goals were scored in last season's Scottish Premiership Write it down I'm going to need to get the producer on the calculator here if they're... Right. right Okay show me your answer please Okay Johnny how many do you think? 230 Okay Right even I can figure out who's closest Johnny's gone 230 Derek's gone 624 The answer is 594 Johnny He's done you Johnny I've won on penalties Johnny Yes That is poor 2002 I'm never letting him forget that Johnny Don't you worry You've got the moral victory On that one No 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 no. Never mind moral (laughs) victories I've got the victory You have Penalty shootout The three points are yours The sign ball stays where it is Thank you very much Well done Johnny Well done Johnny Good man, that was Johnny on Beat the oh. Pundit from Carntine. Uh You can have your attempt at Beat the Pundit on Monday yes, night a victory Doesn't matter how you get it, that's as long fair. as you get yeah, a victory That's fair, okay, 2002, that's all I'm saying Right, 01419511025 <laughs> uh, We are on Twitter, remember, at Clyde SSB We've been talking tonight really about uh, basically the return of domestic football We've got some cracking games tomorrow We heard from Stephen Gerrard on his January transfer plans We heard about the, the ticket allocation For the upcoming Old Firm game as well Brendan Rogers also spoke to us About not juggling the squad too much Over the festive period So if you've got any thoughts on those Keep them coming But if you would like to move it on Then let's do it Neil Lennon says he's flattered by any potential interest From the Republic of Ireland After Martin and Neil left the role The Hibs boss admits it is all speculation And he's just focused on getting his side further up the table Uh, Listen, I'm in a very good job here Mm. And I'm just concentrating on that at the minute Sorry to see Martin go Because he had such a huge influence on my career Ten years I played under him And uh, you know he did some brilliant things with the public And I'm sure he'll come again Because he's, he's brilliant Well he did say that he was looking for His next challenge or adventure So he's obviously still got the hunger burning away there And you can see it You know constantly on the touchline You know his competitive record with Ireland Wasn't, wasn't that bad at all it, It's part of the, the job I suppose That some things come to an end Nothing lasts forever And I'm sure he'll be back I hope so Yeah I, I, I remember 
we spoke earlier in the year when, when I think the Scotland vacancy was there and you, you'd expressed an interest in speaking to the SFA. You've got a great gig here, but is, that, is an international job something that would be interesting to you at some point? If it's the right job? It, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, in theory, that sounds great, like, you know, but in practice, it's totally different. So, look, it's just speculation and uh, I'm flattered if there is a link. I've not seen anything or heard anything mm. regarding myself and. All I've been doing is concentrating on us getting back into winning form because, you know, that's important. As early days, I think it's only <clears> right we start by acknowledging that it's speculation. Is it something Neil Lennon would go for? Do you think? Yeah, I don't think in this instance he'll get the opportunity. My understanding is Mick McCarthy will be unveiled as the new manager mm. of the Republic of Ireland on Sunday. Um, I think he's taking Terry Connor, his trusted assistant, with him, and Robbie Keane. Will take a role on that backroom team as Good well. Choice, yeah. His first step into coaching or management, or however you want to describe it, Gordon. Um, but it doesn't surprise me Neil Lennon was on you know the bookies list. Yeah. Um, the second favourite did surprise me about Stephen Kenny. You remember him from his Dunfermline days? Oh, yeah. He's doing a very good job with Dundalk in the League of Ireland. Um, had a lot of people behind him to get the job. People who were looking for dare I say a, a younger face in charge of the team. But my understanding is it's Mick McCarthy. Second time round, partly as you could say with Alec McLeish coming back mm-hmm. to take the Scotland job. Um, Mick's been out of work since leaving Ipswich in the summer, and it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. And no surprise, Sam Allardyce threw his name into the hat as well. Is international football still a still seen as an old an older gentleman's game? No, um, no. Not, not when you look at Gareth Southgate no. and Ryan Giggs. Yeah. Isn't I think it's just a case of it, it, it's funny because a lot of these international jobs are not as attractive as the top club jobs. Mm-hmm. So when the international jobs come up, when the England job came up, for instance, England are not going to get a Guardiola or a Mourinho or a Pochettino, one of the guys from the top clubs in England. So they go for a, a Gareth Southgate. Same with Wales. They've ended up getting Ryan Giggs his, in his first managerial job. A lot of these jobs don't pay as well as club jobs. They're not as glamorous yeah, yeah. as club jobs. So it just depends where individual managers are at different yeah. points in their careers. Hence, Alec is back with Scotland and Mick's going to go back with, with Ireland. Where he is right is that he does have a job on his hands getting Hibs up the table. I've got a bit of a theory here and I can't prove right. it. I'll Let's never, it. I'll never be able it. to prove it. I reckon if you went out in the street and polled people and asked them where they thought Hibs were in the table, I don't think many would say eighth. Mm-hmm. Because... The, you just think of them as having had a good start to the season and they had some fantastic performances. But in the last couple of weeks, I mean, their eighth, Roger, the, the league is not looking good at the moment, albeit it's fairly bunched but, but, but up in that you know section what? above you know it. What, Roger, they're an exciting team to watch. Yeah, I but that, 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 that wouldn't be any comfort know, to Neil Lennon at the I know, moment. I know, but on their day, they're as good as anybody has. I think they've proven that. If they've got everybody fit and they're firing on all cylinders, they are a good side to watch. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if the likes of the Republic Ireland were going in for a bit. I think Neil is one of these men that wants the day-to-day stuff just now. He's still young enough to get in and about it. Maybe in five, six, seven years' time, if the offer came up, it might change him. But I think he's he's, he's quite happy with Hibs just now. They, the fans like him, the players like him, so why on earth would he want to move anywhere? But, but there's a thing, that, and you're right, Derek, they have a reputation for being an exciting team to watch. They haven't scored a goal in their last three games. Mm. You know, 1-0 defeat at Aberdeen, 1-0 defeat at home to St. Johnson, that 0-0 draw at Hearts, which was unfortunately overshadowed yeah. when Neil was struck by the coin. They haven't scored a goal since the defeat at Celtic Park on the 20th of October. So you're not going to get much further up the table unless you can yeah. find the way to goal again. Yeah, and, and that's why 
this next period is going to be so important. You look at Aberdeen, Roger. They, you know they, they've started really coming on to a game recently. Some very important results. I mean, they're still sixth at the moment, but they're only two points behind St. Johnson. They're only three points behind Kilmarnock and Rangers. In the next few weeks you, you just looking to see where And how that league table Starts to take shape Yeah and, and you talk about Hibs Hibs have a spell In the month of December Home to Celtic Home to Rangers Home to Livingston Which isn't easy Away to Rangers Home to Hearts yeah. So You know we talk about How difficult it's going to be For Celtic and Rangers yeah. In the month of December yeah. What about that For a run of games but, for Hibs But that's exciting Roger yeah. See, see when yeah, you name that I mean, That's why our league's getting better and better As about time we started Talking it up again because for years we've been knocking it. I think we've probably got the best, and I said this a few weeks ago, we'll probably get the best managers in, in our league for a long, long time. And I think some of the football we're, we're watching has been exceptional as well. So well done to all these teams. Uh, so one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Let's speak to Paul in Kirkintilla. Hi, Paul. Hi there. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Roger. Hi, Derek. Hello. Hi, Paul. How you doing? Hi. How you doing? I'm coming up tonight. Uh, it's regarding the the ticket allocation for the the next uh, Celtic Rangers game. Mm-hmm. Earlier on in the season, uh, I was at the the first Celtic Rangers game, and it was the first game that I'd taken my first old firm game that I'd taken my my wee boy who was eight. And to be honest, it was good because the the kind of poisonous atmosphere wasn't so much in the air. Uh, but after it, after the victory. Uh, I thought it really it kind of takes away from it, the the away fans not being there. I mean, part of the Celtic Rangers game is the winning or having a, a good game in the opposition's uh, ground. And Celtic Rangers, of these, you know, I was watching a, an interview the other night with Josh Windass, uh, and he was saying that obviously because of the financial thing, but a big thing was to come up and play. In the old firm games, now, these guys are looking to come up and play in old firm games, and just be stadiums full of your own fans. They're looking for the, they're looking for the atmosphere as well. Yeah, Roger, that, that, that's and that's why there is such a divide on this because, we, like I say, you will find Celtic fans and Rangers fans who think it's a good idea, and you'll find Celtic and Rangers fans who think it's a bad idea because. It, Perhaps it does depend on if you're the type of fan who goes to a lot of these away games and you're now getting that opportunity taken away from you. Um, there's the financial element as well, whether it's about trying to sell more season tickets. Um, and then you've got neutrals and people who are interested in the, the sort of spectacle, if you like, and, and perhaps what it looks like on TV and what it looks like when we try and market the fixture. Yeah, and listen, we won't really know what it's like until after the game on December 29th. My suspicion is the atmosphere won't be quite as good Because you need two sets of fans to make the atmosphere, Gordon But the Rangers board took the decision early in the season That they were only going to allow 800 rather than 7,000 Celtic supporters into Ibrox As we say, it was that tit-for-tat decision by Celtic I, I mean, think in your mind then I, Celtic had absolutely no choice in terms of just had You sort of have to follow Gordon, it was the biggest certainty in yeah, Scottish yeah. football As soon as Rangers took the decision that Celtic would follow Because the Celtic board would inevitably come under pressure From their support to, to take the same, that decision yep. Because 6,200 among the Celtic support Are no longer going to get to go to Ibrox um, I don't think it reflects particularly well on the game But listen, it's a decision of the Rangers board They've taken that decision there's no sign of them making a U-turn in the decision. So the next big decision 
is coming from the Celtic board as to whether or not they take the allocation of 800 tickets. Where would we disagree with Roger? I think the atmosphere will be fantastic. I mean, the atmosphere at Rangers games just now, and there's very little away support there. You know, they come there, they may have two or three hundred people that come to the games, the smaller clubs. The atmosphere's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, yeah, I, but it's I, one way, I isn't it? Roger means know, in terms of that, but, but, that back but, and forth. But the, the atmosphere's still going to be there. And remember, this is only for the home team. It's for them. They, they're the ones that need the lift from, from their own fans. You remember the Leeds United games, a home and away, where there was no Leeds United fans allowed at Ibrox and vice versa down at Ellen Road. The atmosphere in both games was terrific. You said something, Roger, there that you don't think it reflects particularly well on the on the game. Just elaborate on that a bit. Well, if you are a, a neutral, there are not too many of them in Glasgow. <laughs> Club, if you're watching any game, if you're watching Liverpool Everton. It's always better if there's a if there's a balance of support. That's why cup finals are so special, Gordon. Because you know, down the years, it's been a 50-50 split of support at cup finals, and cup finals are known for being great, great atmospheres. You know, the great derbies of the world. You see, you know, in Spain or in Germany, there's always a lot of away fans go to these games, and that for me builds up the atmosphere. If we've got to a situation where Celtic's board doesn't feel they can take tickets to go to Rangers ground on safe, you know, amid safety fears. That's not a great situation to be in. You touched upon it yourself, the, the safety and security issues when the Rangers support went to that area at Celtic Park earlier in the season. You wonder what people south of the border, what people overseas think of us mm. when you see stories like this. Does it reflect at all... Yeah, I will let you back, sorry, Paul. Does it reflect at all on relations between the clubs? Roger, is that is that something that that's growing apart do you think because listen we know the way the rivalry works in terms of the fans and so on but because they are the, the two biggest clubs and they come together well, so often there is a, there is a, a serious I, I, element of having to work together yeah, there. I, I, I stand to be corrected here and maybe someone from either the club will phone and say I'm not talking right my understanding is relations between the two the, the two boards aren't as strong as they were say 10 years ago hmm. Paul uh, sorry, what I've just got to say, <clears throat> I heard Derek saying earlier on that there's uh, a section of the, the Rangers fans were just fed up with not getting tickets uh, when it was all funking. Now Celtic, I know Celtic, I, I kind of talk for Rangers, but Celtic have always sold, since they were big season ticket holders, season tickets that didn't include the whole firm game. Yeah. And I, I would imagine that the Rangers have done the same. So yeah, I think you said that, Roger, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think I have to do it. I think Rangers were trying to take a stance with... Stephen Gerrard and show their maximum support, but I don't know. Well, I, don't I, know I, I, I would disagree that in the sense. I would disagree with that in the sense, Paul, because Stephen Gerrard on this program tonight has said, you know, he hopes Celtic do take the tickets. You know, he wants them to be there. He wants yeah, the Celtic fans about to be the bigger there. Yeah, the, the bigger allocation, the previous yeah. one. All right, thank you to Paul in Kirkintilloch. Motherwell fans, let's hear from you. Some very worrying injury news regarding your goalkeeper. Uh, today, how big a blow is that going to be? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and we've got the full time teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're going to hear from Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson. Some very worrying injury news for you, Motherwell fans out there uh, this afternoon. What about this full time teaser, though? And I'm going to kick this off with an apology. To oh, Derek no. Johnson oh, no. Because you will know that on a Friday night's good fun Because Hugh and Derek are of a similar level That's all <laughs> I'll say They're on a similar You'd level very When it comes to the teaser Now I have got a problem on my hands tonight Because if I was to give Derek and Roger 
A Derek and Hugh level question It would be over in two minutes So Derek My apologies This one's a stinker All right. Okay Alright Come on Roger Come on This is unfair It's also 7.26 We used to get this at 10 past 7 No you didn't We could have done that That's a lie It always comes out of the break So Martin Burns has sent this one in It's actually a variation on one of the questions we had the other night So we're looking for 8 players Who have played in Scotland's top flight in the 90s The 2000s And the 2010s But never played for either of the old firm so we had a similar question the other night With the players who had played for the old film right. But looking for 8 players who've played in the top flight in Scotland In the 90s, the 2000s and the 2010s But they've never played for the old firm Right, so basically the, 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 the career You mean the career stretches from the 90s into the yes. 2010s? Right, I'm with you So they played in Scotland's top flight in the 90s, 2000s and 2010s But they've never played for the old firm You can play along on Twitter At Clyde SSB And remember If you've got a good question Send it in to us We'd love to use it So send it fulltime At Clyde1.com Alright Any any that spring to mind Just trying to get through Did Russell Anderson be one? Yes well, What a good show. I'm just about to say that as well No no It's nothing worse Sorry DJ for jumping well, in That's the only one I knew Um yeah. So I mean, it's pr- stating the obvious, you're looking for guys that broke through probably late nineties because mm-hmm. yeah. you couldn't really have <laughs> yeah. have spanned much longer than that. Mm-hmm. All right. So Russell Anderson is one. You've got another seven to get. Okay. Okay. All right. DJ, you take the calls to five to eight, please. Okay. Yeah. Roger likes to to get the bit between. <laughs> his, he sits with his eyes closed and focuses and really gets in the. That's normally so I don't have to look at Daz Well that is true And that's, that's understandable well, By the way remember Someone tweeted in earlier Saying that he had been spotted In Asda Getting his, his messages in And you you, you had a response He's texted into you Roger uh-huh. He says uh, Tell him he's a No I can't say that word um, I was flush though So I bought two bags As one was for my flowers <laughs> For the house Does that not worry you That Gordon Dale's buying flowers For the house Oh no mm. No Is it his own house Mm-hmm. Oh, there you are. He does like to, to keep, does like to keep a nice there, tidy house. There are other good places to buy food as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Let's hear from Stephen <laughs> Robinson because Motherwell goalkeeper Trevor Carson's facing a lengthy spell on the sidelines after developing a blood clot in his shoulder whilst on international duty. A pretty serious one. He is recovering well in Wisher General Hospital. Uh, but Stephen Robinson says the focus is not about football, it's just about making sure he's okay. Yeah, with with my limited knowledge of of the medical sort of issue, um, yeah, obviously he's he's had a a blood clot and it's um, it's going to keep him out for a long time. You know, he's he's um, been in and out of hospital since Wednesday. You know, felt a lot of pain when he was away with the international squad. Um, came back and, and then you know we we thought it best that we take him into hospital. So the the medical staff at Wisher General have been superb with him. Um, he's still there's still ongoing investigations that we can get to the bottom of. The, the problem and, and really make sure he's on the right tablets and medication that, that gets him back as quick as we can but you know he's going to be out for for the foreseeable future as we know at the moment there's been no time scale put in that there's been no real definitive answer when he will be back again but first and foremost our, our concerns obviously with Trevor's health um, he's in the right place he's you know as I say the medical staff being fantastic with him our medical staff have been superb in diagnosing it as well so you know we wish him a, a very speedy recovery and you know, I, I'm sure it'd be it'd be fine. It'd be absolutely fine. As I say, it's just now important that we get the right treatment and, and make sure health wise he's he's okay. Kenny's a Motherwell fan from Motherwell. What was your reaction when you heard that news, Kenny? It's a bit of a, a surprising one and a, a worrying one. You took your jam right out my donut. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Honestly, 
if it wasn't for Trevor Carson, then they'd been running cricket scores up at Ibrox last, last week. Uh, up at the sort of the game last week. Um, I mean, it was bad enough as it was, but you know, Trevor is a is a good, solid goalkeeper and. and probably recognised not just by Motherwell fans but by other fans being one of the best goalkeepers in the league um, so you know first of all I'd like to say to Trevor I hope he gets well soon Yeah, um, that, that's obviously a, a knock to his confidence especially when he is flying high now getting international recognition he's done really well and worked hard for it so it's um, it's sad to hear for the player but as a, as a club um I have to confess, I literally had to look for the Miller website to find out who the other two goalkeepers were because once Tre- with Trevor being there, nobody else has a look in um, mm. if he's fit. Yeah, I mean, Mark Gillespie came on for him, Roger. Remember that yeah. uh, clash with Ike Piatu in that yeah. game and no, Carson came off. Mm. Uh, Mark Gillespie came on That's his only sub-appearance in the league He, he did play one of the Betfred Cup games Against Edinburgh City um, But he, he, well, he better get the gloves looked out Because this isn't clearing up anytime soon It's a yeah, serious and, one and for Trevor Carson Do you think the manager's going to go out And bring somebody in on loan? Uh, well he's actually got a young goalkeeper out on loan At Albion Rovers Young young PJ Morrison's out there just now So I don't know whether it would, there's the opportunity call him, To, to yeah. bring him back I mean, in a Mark was signed as yeah, backup. Oh no, Mark Gillespie will play. Yeah. I think the first thing we have to say is wish Trevor Carson all the Absolutely. best because yeah, yeah. when you see the quotes from Stephen Robinson this morning and he talks of a condition that is potentially life threatening, it really does put everything into perspective. He was away, he was playing with Northern Ireland um, in one of the games during the international break. Trevor, I believe, he'd been complaining of pains in his arm and shoulder area. Um, he's come back, he's been assessed by the medical people at Fur Park. Straight in to University Hospital in Wishaw This has been diagnosed He's in the right place He's getting the right care And I don't think you know football's a priority It's getting yeah. his health yeah. is a priority And good luck to Mark Gillespie and the team Kenny? What about the Indian goalkeeper that we signed? Because we signed a, um, a boy I'm sure it was last year Primarily for the, the under-21s But you know the boy had been um, recognised at international level With his country um, and you know there was there was quite a lot of different things that were going on um, with the well fan pages talking about that this boy had, had done so well. So. Yeah, from memory, Kenny, I think that was just a try a, a trial period. I don't yeah. think he's still at the club anymore. Um, he was. What was, did, his, we, did we not sign him? No, he no. was seventeen at the time. He came in a, a lengthy trial. I could be wrong. But I just I certainly haven't yeah. seen seen him about or involved. But I'm pretty sure that was a trial period. Uh, Hugh's also on the line. Who's a Motherwell fan from Lanark? Um, not a great situation, Hugh. Uh, how you doing, guys? How you doing? Um, it certainly isn't. Uh, I've actually got first-hand experience because I'm just actually out of Wishy General Hospital and I was actually sitting with Trevor Carson at 5 o'clock Wednesday morning in A&E. Um, so I, I know his situation fully and I do actually... I'm, I actually got it more for Trevor because we had a good chat on Wednesday morning in, the, in a situation where I don't think the two years wanted to really be in. Um, he actually says he'd been feeling the pain since prior to the Rangers game, so... It's, he's obviously been coping with that. Now, the first thing I want to say is, obviously, I said it to him in the early hours of the morning, but speedy recovery for Trevor. Uh, I know he's going about for a lengthy time, obviously, because when you're in A&E, you're so like a curtain that's obviously separate, and you, could, you don't airy wig or anything like that. <laughs> you were listening in, you. Oh, no, no, but no, you don't. You don't obviously want to listen. But no, but you can not, hear it, yeah. You're, you're not a mile miles away. Um and I heard what the doctor says to him. I've obviously I've not repeated it, and I'm not going to repeat it because it's... Please really, don't. It is, and I didn't even tell any of my friends that I was there. Well, 
Uh, no, no. And I didn't. I, no, but I didn't tell any any of my friends about Trevor Carson, and obviously the knowledge I let that obviously come out with Trevor and the club to obviously do because it's none of my business basically. Uh, in regards to the club, the club will go on, but again, we're going to lose a massive chunk of our club. Um, is obviously what the, the last chap says was. Yeah. yeah, has been a mainstay for us, fantastic keeper. But I know Gillespie will come in. Gillespie will do a cracking job for us because he is a good goalkeeper. He's played at Old Trafford, safe penalties at Old Trafford against Manchester United. So. I don't think nerves will kick in for him. In regards to the Indian goalkeeper there, no, we didn't sign him. He was in a, I think it was something to do with international clearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's aging, things like that, we couldn't, we couldn't sign until he was 18. So um, that's another situation. I, uh, I did hear that Morrison would be getting called back, but not until January. Whether that's right, I don't honestly know. Whether mm-hmm. they'll leave him there and maybe bring another another goalkeeper. But the other young boys, they're, they're, we're going to be fine. But I say, the main thing is, Trevor Carson gets fit. Yeah. That's, that's the be-all and end-all. Nothing to do with football, it's health and matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I did say that to another, another, well, another Morden. Okay, we hope, I did wish him a speedy recovery. We hope that you're having a speedy recovery as well, if you were in well, there. I'm, I'm, I'm just actually out. I've only been out two hours. <laughs> so I'm actually out a walk for some fresh air because I'm being yeah. stuck in there for three days. Well, look after <laughs> yourself. Yeah. I will do chats, but well, um, keep, it, keep the programme going because I love listening to you. Good oh, man, we'll you. let you go and get a rest. Uh, that, that, and that is the thing. I want to be really clear about this. It, it does put football into perspective So you know you, you have to worry about one thing And one thing only And that, that is yeah. that is Trevor Carson's health If we can just allow ourselves to talk football Though the first yeah. caller is, is, is dead right Roger In the sense that He's a very good goalkeeper And that's not that's not just People inside for a park Who think that Ask you know the People at Celtic Who tried to but sign but him last such, season It's such a it's such a strange thing to get You know you can see goalkeeper, All goalkeepers get injured Whether they break their fingers Or you know They're going to challenge Somebody coming through and, and they hurt their ankle, but something like this is is very unusual and it's a very very serious thing, as Roger said. So we can only wish the kid well. Uh, yeah, and as for Mark Gillespie, Roger, like, I think like I said, it was one sub appearance, one start so far, um, and that's the horrible side of football, where it's, especially when it's goalkeeping and it's you against another guy. You, yeah. Sometimes it takes. And a, a, a not very nice situation for you to get yeah, your chance, and you can't worry about that. You have to just go and do a job. Yeah. No, it's a lonely position. Backup goalkeeper. You just look at West Fotheringham, Scott Bain. They have, they have to be very patient to get into the old firm teams this season. And Mark Gillespie is no different at all. He seemed to have a decent CV when he came up. You know, he played round about England's lower leagues. An experienced goalkeeper. This isn't going to be a kid that Stephen Robinson's yeah. throwing in against Aberdeen tomorrow. So I'm quite sure, having signed them. He will have full confidence in him And it's like anything else It's now up to Mark Gillespie To go and take yeah. his opportunity What about that game tomorrow then? Aberdeen like we say Just starting to motor a little bit Roger Perhaps well, kick-started you know, by that uh, Late Lewis Ferguson goal Against yeah, Rangers at Hamden we, we spoke about how These international breaks Can interrupt teams' momentum So yes yeah. they were motoring But it's been a couple of weeks Since they've been together Since True. they've played um, They don't have Michael Devlin Injured in international duty That will be a blow for them I would say because The Devlin Scott McKenna Pairing was going so well That I think Alan McLeish Would probably have put it together For the two games Had you know had Devlin been fit So the loss of Devlin Will be a setback to them yeah. So yeah, I, I, I tend to think The teams who had momentum A lot of that Will have been lost I, th- I think the, the sign for me That Aberdeen were on their way back Is when they went to Rugby Park And won yes. They were goal down And win 2-1 And that's a hard place Kilmarnock yeah. are a very very strong Solid Physical Fit side And for Aberdeen to win that From a one goal deficit Was a terrific result for them uh, And then of course Roger that we, we talk about that section Of the league being so bunched up That's, that's why games like this are, are important 
Aberdeen acknowledge I'm sure that Fir Park is a difficult place to go Or can be a difficult place to go um, But th- these are the types of games That they're, they're quite simply going to have to win If they've got real aspirations of of being the best of the rest well, again. They've been best of the rest the last few years. Yeah. So if they're going to overhaul Rangers, overhaul Hearts for that matter, Gordon, then they're going to have to go to Fur Park and win games. They have a very checkered record, I think it's fair to say, at Fur Park. Mm. A checkered record against Motherwell. Motherwell knocked them out both cup competitions, yeah. I think, last season. So they never find it easy against Motherwell. They won't find it easy against Motherwell tomorrow. But, you know, for all we're talking about, Michael Devlin been out. As well as Trevor Carson I think Chris Cadden Misses the game for Motherwell as well He's been a mainstay in the yeah. team uh, Carl McHugh suspended So Stephen Robinson Doesn't have his selection worries You know That's important see, players for them You're absolutely right Yeah man. Right okay What about this teaser then I can well, see some of you Playing along at Clyde SSB Giving this a real good go Colin Johnson a couple I can see some, some De- guesses great. Yeah. Hold on Peter Gray's got a couple Let me just check right. Jim McCafferty's thrown one in I'll remind you of the question Shall I So we're looking for Eight players who've played in Scotland's top flight in the 90s, the 2000s and the 2010s But they've never played for the old firm So guys like Russell Anderson um, Stephen Hamill No, he made his debut in 2000 Ooh, So he just missed the yeah. 90s That was the one I gave Roger Ross. Keith Lasley Also made his debut oh, in 2000 uh, Hugh, the last caller, made me think Faddy. Try the third one He also made his debut in 2000 Stephen yeah. Cregan Yes, yeah, Stephen well Cregan done. was well one. Done. Well done. You're just going through the Motherwell connection there well, since well, we were talking. It, it was because we were talking Motherwell, yeah. I thought, I wonder what Motherwell players are here. Gary Naismith. No, Gary Naismith came back to Aberdeen. I just couldn't quite remember no. when. No, 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 no. No, Alan Archibald. Nope, Alan Archibald. Mm. He was playing in the nineties, but not in the top flight. Let's see, Colin Nish. No. Oh. Mm. Through a few of them, Tom mm. McManus. No. Alright you've got one, two, three, four, five, six still to get We'll get to that uh, after I talk to you about this Cash for Kids Mission Christmas In partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington Caring about children in Glasgow and the West If you're in any doubt about how fast Christmas is approaching I was made the mistake of going into town on Black Friday And it's definitely approaching Roger Hanna It is in full swing The place was mayhem Christmas Chock-a-block Yeah, absolutely That's why Gordon Dale was out at Asda tonight As we told you earlier on But uh, listen, on a more serious note I think we all agree Christmas generally It's a time for getting together with the family and friends Having good times, making memories Unfortunately though For thousands And I mean thousands of children Right here on our doorstep It really is just another day We want to change that I think we should all want to change that Bit of a fact for you Children spend 170 days out of school And 190 in school during the year So that's pretty much the same And that's pretty worrying When we know that there are many out there Who do not get a hot meal If they're not in school You can help with supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year And I want to tell you a little bit about where that money goes Lily is 9 years old She's a young carer living in Glasgow in the West She looks after her mum every day of the year And tells us exactly what that's like I love my mum and I want to make her feel better So we can do things together again Me and my brother try our hardest um, To help her with things around the house And we know just to leave her alone when she's really sore Because she gets headaches a lot and feels sick a lot I do all these things for my mum because I love her so much and she means a lot to me. Now, if you want to help, then you can. To donate £5, text Clyde to 70808. That's Clyde to 70808 to support Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms, Hillington. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. 
compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Derek Johnson are here. We're giving this teaser a really good go. It's a tough question. Uh, Martin Burns sent it. And remember, if you've got a question, Email it to me Fulltime at Clyde1.com And we will try and use it on the show You said Gary Naismith before the break Roger uh, Martin Reed's tweeting And he thinks Gary Naismith is one as well After a very quick stewards inquiry I think I'm giving you Yay. I think I'm going to give you I'll throw that one in yes. But that just means you've got even more to find Oh dear um, So you've got Russell Anderson Stephen Craig and so far We'll just sort of use Gary Naismith as a bonus One, two, three, four, five, six to go What, what about Gary Locke? Nope Robbie Nielsen No I, I thought that would be close I can't find Robbie Nielsen Having played in the top flight In the what 90s What about his former number two Then Stephen Crawford Nope mm. Scott Severin Yes Well done Scott well done. Severin Well done So we're now looking for Five. nine Five to go Yeah mm. Robbie Winters No mm. Darren Young Nope Derek Young No I thought that was coming next Song Young <laughs> no. uh, Dave Mackay Won nope. the cup with St Johnson No um, He's old enough We Chris Miller No <laughs> No 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 Great guesses to be fair I mean yeah He's clearly on the, He's along the right yeah. lines um, yeah, Gary Hay Yes Gary Oh yeah mm-hmm. Four to go Four to go It must be goalies Any goalies in there One well, One can, goalie can play to that. Roddy McKenzie Nope How many names has he got written down Derek Because 200 At Hamden and Tuesdays The first time I've seen him Close up doing the teaser And he just writes Every name he's he can possibly right. Think yeah, of down Mick Sue Patalainen Nope There we go Alright we'll get to that In a second uh, Let's hear a bit from Gus McPherson First time we've heard oh, from him Gus. Since he went back To St Mirren uh, He says the St Mirren board Saw a weakness In the staff Before bringing him In as technical director And replacing Alan Stubbs With Oren Kearney He's hoping to use His experience to help the club and admits recruitment is the first thing that needs his attention. Buddy's fans, what do you make of it? You're looking at the you know, development of the club, the whole structure of the club, uh, and working with the manager, coaches, within the academy as well, uh, and with the directors as well, with Tony, chief executive, just working with everybody, you know, and trying to put things in place to make the, the structure of the club better. Just improve what's already there. The structure is very, very strong, it's, it's very good, it's been well you know, thought out, and it's just trying to use our experience you know, to try and help the club, but immediately the focus turns on the first team and especially on the recruitment side of it. I think they're doing it with the best intentions for the club to become stronger. Whatever had went before, um, they had seen a weakness within the staff and felt that position was there to help the club. So when the chairman spoke to me, you know, I was I was delighted and listened, you know, to what they wanted out of this role and was very keen to get involved with it. And the manager understood that as well. And it's just really in the last few months trying to build that relationship and trust and, and understanding, you know, what we we need and want for the club to get stronger. Roger, these are structural things which St Mirren clearly hope will look after the interests of the club for, for many years. As for this weekend, though, there are, there are more pressing matters, perhaps. Well, what I will say is, bringing in Gus McPherson can only strengthen the structure at the football yeah. club. No matter what position you bring him in, and um, he has had success as manager of the football club, and he's been away in his success at another club as well. I know he's got a very strong relationship with Gordon Scott, the chairman, 
Um, I believe he's he's developing a very strong relationship with Oren Kearney, the manager as well. So that can only aid St Mirren going forward. They got a very, very important point at Dens Park a couple of weeks ago before the international break. It kept them above Dundee. Uh, with Hamilton losing that day, it edged them closer to Hamilton as well. So tomorrow, it, listen, every fixture we've spoken about tomorrow, yeah. everyone says it's a big game. <laughs> and it's, it's, one of, it's one of those yeah. cards where everyone does look mm. like a big game. But when you're down where St Mirren are, every point is priceless. And I actually think they would take a point tomorrow against yeah. Hart. Derek, I know you're a keen observer of St Mirren. You go there when you're not mm-hmm. at Ibrooks. What do you make of this this period for them and how important that is? I think it's very important because, you know, should they lose tomorrow and Dundee beat Hibs and Dundee go above them again? You know, that's how close it is down there. But in Gus McPherson, they've got somebody that's played there, he's managed there, it's in his blood. It's certain man. He knows the game, he's been out, he played for the big clubs, he's done his manager bit. So they, they couldn't ask for a better man to come in and try and structure. But this is not going to happen overnight for him. You know, he's going to have to get a bit of time, get his feet under the, the carpet in there, you know, and, and just bring his ideas to the football club. And he's got plenty of them, that's for sure. But Sir Mirren have got to start winning. Sorry, talking about behind the scenes and everything yeah. else. It's got to happen on the part. You know, supporters like all that sort of stuff, but they're going to that game to watch the team mm-hmm. win games, you know, and get points and stay away from that bottom. Right, quick, any more on the teaser, just quickly? Uh, is it goalie Alan Main? No. Now look, go oh, through St Johnson David and the Highland Club. has clubs. got it on Twitter. Well done, David. Callum Davidson. Nope. He was close because he didn't play in the two thousands. He did the other bit, but was away for the full uh, of the two thousands. He was actually back at St Johnson, but then Derek nope. Adams is one I thought about. Nope. Mm. What about the goalie? You were close with part of the name. <sighs> Alan, somebody. Main, or you said Alan Main. Alan, we'll go through. What do you do to your hair in the morning, or what do you not do to your hair in the morning? By the looks of it, wash. Alan Combe. Alan Combe. Oh, there we go. Alan oh. Combe. You were just thinking br- Alan, rough it up. <laughs> right. I just brushed that aside there, didn't I? Right. <laughs> Three to get Stevie's in Bailison, and he's on to eat humble pie. This always makes me interested to know why. What have you got wrong in the past, Stevie? How are we doing, guys? Uh, Hi, I was on a couple of seasons ago, and. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, I coached at the time. I coached a Saturday and Sunday team. I said that James Forrest wasn't good enough. I, I know what's yeah. coming here, Stevie. You built this up on Twitter for me the other night, didn't you? Aye, sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't but, worry uh, at all. Very noble of you. It's took me four days to have the courage. <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder where you've been because I saw this on Twitter. Oh, that was honestly. I watched the start. Obviously, I watched the game on Saturday. I was bouncing about like a chimpanzee. Honestly, is that I mean? And uh, and then the other night, I was just actually took three one. Forest to score the first goal, so I was slating Kyle. Sorry, when he scored the first team, but the wee man was just unbelievable. I mean, no, I think no Christie, McGregor, and that. Not you know, they're just obviously. It's, it's they just looked like a machine. I know McLeish pulled them back. Which I thought was a wee bit of a mistake, not me you know, towards the end of the game invited as alone, but I just thought they were amazing, not me know, the last couple of games. So fair play to James, not me know, he made me my words and not many people. It's, it's, it's incredible, Stevie, because if you go back two and a bit years when James Forrest wasn't getting played an awful lot at Celtic, remember he was offered a contract and he knocked it back, he wanted to move, nothing was going right for him. And all of a sudden, Brendan Rodgers has come in Transformed and, and, and he's been a different player altogether So have you, have you gone full circle, Stevie? Have you gone from James Forrest hater to James Forrest fanboy? Is the, is the circle complete? 
ammunition I'm a fast boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give credit for credit. <laughs> right, okay. Don't push but it. I mean, so, but I mean, so, but I mean, ideally, as I say, that it's just consistency. I think he's playing really, yeah. really well. He's Obviously, going through a good period just now. You're absolutely right. Manager, yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, so does but. Uh, I just fair play. I, I, obviously, I mean, I, I think when the Euros come up, I think we're in a good shout. I mean, a good bunch of boys. Good man, I like that. That was Stevie eating humble pie. Noble of you, as Roger said. Thank you to Stevie in Bailiston. We've got three to get on the teaser. Full time at Clyde1.com. Send your questions in. Questions like this, they don't need to be quite this hard. Eight players have played in the top flight in Scotland in the 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. But never for the old firm We've added Robbie Nielsen on We've also got Russell Anderson Alan Combs Stephen Cragen Scott Severin Gary Hay You've got three to get I've given Roger a couple of names Have you been helping him out good What what about we pal James Grady No Alan McManus Nope Yeah it's definitely time for clues Go for it Do you hear that? That means it's time for the clues Uh, Right think Kilmarnock You've already got Gary Hay What about the other one? James Fowler Fowler. Yes Goodness Think Aberdeen You've got Russell Anderson What about the other one? The other one Opposite end of the field From Russell Anderson I mean are we talking Ian Jess Who else are we talking Derek likes the initials D.M Darren Mackey Darren Mackey Goodness me And the last one Big defender For the likes of uh, Who would it have been most latter It was Inverness probably Is that where he finished Darren Dodds Yes Oh goodness me Well done We got there in the end Thank you to Roger Hanna And Gordon Deal Gordon (laughs) Deal But that's what I say On a Tuesday night It's just automatic I've just done my messages Sorry sorry sorry. (laughs) Honestly Old habits die hard Roger Hanna And Derek Johnson For joining me On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Thanks for all the calls And tweets We're back It's a six hour special tomorrow And it's not to be missed Fantastic fixtures Everywhere you look We're here from 12 to 6 So make sure you join us And then you can have your say On the open line at 5 Stay where you are though GBX Friday is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com